Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm Sika Mechanico and I'm joined by Special Ed and Kyra Norts. G'day. How yep. are you doing, fellas? Very tired. Uh, <laughs> very yeah, about very tired. <laughs> what, yeah. what, sorry, Cairo, what? About really average. <laughs> about average. Well, I'm tired. And, and also, I have to apologise in advance because normally, um, from a noise perspective, we all look at Cairo, but I think there's Storm Chiara or something to that effect is hitting the UK at the moment. And uh, it sounds windy as outside so yeah i could see i could see the trees uh yeah it's uh it's kind of blowing in the wind there. there so i'm gonna have to hope uh that it's it's not too noisy um but i have a mute button for such occasions um so yeah it's been uh it's been an interesting couple of weeks in the video mm. games world some stuff's happened but not the stuff that everyone has been mostly clamoring for certainly <laughs> no, from a next all generation perspective you guys been playing any actual games or just posting and writing about them yeah not a hell of a lot this last call of duty call of duty smite uh apex PUBG got back into PUBG because the latest update well the latest updates have been making that game actually playable on console now so that's something uh 1440p 60 fps locked no dips whatsoever Perfect. Wow. Like that's the perfect way to play the game. Wait, now. on console? On Xbox on the One, One X. X. On the One X. Oh, wow. 1440p locked, 60 FPS. And it took, and it took two years? Wow. It took two years and uh, almost six <laughs> seasons, but it's finally there. And <laughs> <laughs> it took two years. Oh, I mean, I, even, I, on the, even on the One S and the original Xbox One, I've been hearing from my friends who still have the older Xbox Ones that game plays almost perfectly now. It's interesting because when I was playing that on PC quite a lot with some of my PC pals and, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this to come to console play with some of my console pals and, you know, and I'm not great um, with mouse and keyboard from an FPS perspective. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a console kid at heart, so I find that really hard to acclimatize mm. to. But uh, I was so disappointed with the performance of PUBG when it came out on console. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it was so bad. Yes. <laughs> It was gross. Luckily, they seem to have fixed all the issues. Uh, they did a lot of optimizations that don't necessarily make the game look pretty at face glance. Uh, a lot on the bigger maps, uh, the buildings won't load in until you're halfway touching the ground. But like getting in the plane, dropping, there's no stutters anymore. There's no massive frame drops where the game seems like it's about to crash. Uh, okay. Shooting is much more shooting is much better. Uh, it's more the hit detection is still a little wonky sometimes, but for the most part, perfect. Uh, and uh, I really like the new map they have on rotation right now, which is it's a tiny, it's really really small. Like the limit player size limit for that map is only sixty four, and uh, engagements are just instantaneous, like in in instant, right? Okay. Uh, it just moves fast, and I like it. I might, I, I, I should probably play it again. Some of my, some of my PC pals still play super regularly. They actually, but... they actually added uh, crossplay with Xbox and PS4. You can't crossplay parties yet, but you hmm. can play against PS4 players. So I did not know that okay. either. I like, I love this whole crossplay, cross buy, cross progression, play your games where you want to play your games mantra. Oh, that's great. It's, well, it's I was a, just yeah. playing COD now. I was um. Just now, I was playing COD with my little cousin who's on Xbox, but then his mate 
who's on PS4, just joined our party. We were all chatting. It was, yeah, it was great. Perfect. That's good. That's good. It's really good. I love I, living I, in this feed. Remember, remember 10, 15 years ago when people said this would never happen? <laughs> yep. Mm. What do you mean? I they were saying it like five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think of the children and stuff. Yeah. It was, uh, it's a different world now. I think. Even uh, when it was happening to some people, it wasn't happening. Yeah. It's weird. The only thing I've been playing recently, because um, unfortunately, real real life is uh, kicking me in the mm. crotch at the moment. So um, for those that are unaware, I'm um, moving house soon. Mm-hmm. So I've got to say goodbye to this beautiful handmade man cave. But then I get to build Man Cave 2.0, so um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that anyway. But we're we're we've sold up our our little sort of three bed, you know, first house. Um, been here for about five years, and we've we've bought a much bigger fixer upper uh, house uh, just across town. And whilst it's great, and I'm looking forward to it, it's moving terrifyingly quickly. Like we went on the market, and I think we sold within four days, which is which is great. Wow. But it's like everything is suddenly like bang, bang, bang happening. And in between now and then, uh, I've got a bunch of work trips that I've got to do. Um, so I've got to, I'm going to Israel next week and then I'm going to the US in March, um, which isn't necessarily a work trip. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a busy, crazy time. So the only game I've actually played in any capacity really in the last sort of 14 days is Disney's Rush. <laughs> Rush. Yes. Yeah. So my my little boy absolutely loves watching me play games and um and just wants to participate and, and get to grips with it. now he's only five uh and like the modern generation they're used to just touch padding their mm. way through life and it's like no 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 this this is this is this is a tool and you need to mm. learn how to use it you know like so <laughs> I'm, i've been trying to t- get him different games that teach him different things and disney's rush which you know i would never have really touched i was like okay let's see what this is like is this actually suitable for his age group and it's effectively a platformer slash driving game i've I've played it you've played it right and but what what has been absolutely endearing to see is he's a loves it and he'll just play and play and play is if i think back to two weeks ago to yesterday he is he's understanding how the camera works and twists around. Mm. He's understanding and no longer looking at what button he's pressing. He just knows, mm. his thumb knows where the button is. And as he's unlocked special abilities and he's realized he can like open boxes and open crates, he's like, oh, I've got bumpers that do these different things. So yeah. he's then, exp- and it's just like, I'm j- and I'm like, I want, I th- unlike Goose Game, which he loves to play, but can't really get his head around some of the more obscure puzzles. This is, mm. he understands just collect coins and go in a straight line. But he can just wander off that beaten path and start flexing those skills, and it's just gamer it's, muscles. Yeah, it's <laughs> just really, it's really endearing to see because as I know, in my head, as soon as he's got that, this is move on the left, this is look on the right. Mm-hmm. It's Halo time, baby. Well, it's funny, it's funny <laughs> you say it because, like, I, I tried with my four-year-old. I tried starting him on just the original Sonic the Hedgehog because I thought one button, you run in one direction. Yeah. It can't be any simpler. But he actually... I thought he struggled, surprisingly. And then I um, I bought the Paw Patrol game. And I let him have a crack at that. Because you can't die. You just... Again, you go in one direction. Effectively, one button. And the Paw Patrol game, he enjoyed and got into it. But lately... Oh. And part of the reason I haven't been playing as much is that he's... 
the four-year-old's become obsessed with the Switch. Yeah. And he's full-on playing the ever-loving crap out of Super Mario Odyssey. And, yeah, he's getting most of the mechanics. Like, he knows now that the right stick is the camera and he knows to turn it around so he can see stuff better. He's throwing the hat at stuff. He still struggles. Like, usually when he gets to a boss, he'll, like, hand the controller over to me and get me to do it. Um, (laughs) And sometimes if he struggles with certain trying to collect a certain moon in a difficult spot but the majority of it he does on his own so he's beat the game now and now he's just continues to play the post game it's amazing they can just they can just play over and over and over the same oh yeah he just he just runs around collecting coins trying to buy more outfits yeah collecting random moons (laughs) i started being a jerk about it i'm just like you know if he says oh daddy i'm stuck i can't get these coins or i can't get to this place i'm like you know you know what the game does and doesn't do figure it out son you, you know mm. use your brain you think about it yeah and i try and not take the pad from him to to yeah, help i, know. I haven't it's told time. him that i think rush has split screen and like you can have like two players in there helping well, there's and, co-pilot too yeah well and again i'm trying to steer away from it i want him to understand yeah and, you know get his get his grip correct but i have to admit as at the same time hilariously rush was developed by asobo who are doing mm. flight simulator at the moment for microsoft bit of a difference in quality there boys um yeah, just there are so many glitches <laughs> in disney's rush so mm. like one of the incredibles levels he was like daddy it's stuck and he's jumping over this thing and he's doing it fine and he's sitting on this switch waiting for the game's ai to press the other switch yeah, to let yeah. him through a barrier and, and i'm looking and, and i was like why aren't they coming? So I like took the pad off him and just spun the camera around and I could see um, like Violet, the, the girl from The Incredible, I'm not swearing at yeah, you yeah. on the camera by the way, but her legs are stuck in the mechanism of this thing that's going back and forth and they're just doing this. Oh, like it's just stuck there and I'm like, okay. And then he was playing the Toy Story level and one of the bowling pins, which is kind of set up like a weeble, you know what a weeble is that you can't mm-hmm. knock down, it just rock. It was just going... <laughs> I'm just making this crazy glitch noise and I was just like oh my god this game's weird yeah. <laughs> but you know it's for kids so I don't mind but I will check out Paw Patrol yeah um, well I mean it's out on everything and it's funny because he's so obsessed with the Switch now he's spending more time on it than I am so I went and pre-ordered the um, the Animal Crossing Switch that limited edition one stunning stunning console um, yeah. doesn't come with the game okay Nintendo uh, I'm personally not that interested in the game anyway. I just want the console, but I'm going to need to figure out the save file situation, the game sharing situation, because I have no idea how that works on Switch. But yeah, that's in March, that console. Hopefully not delayed thanks to the coronavirus. Yeah, well, okay. Let's uh, let's pivot. Let's pivot and, and jump around a little bit. So coronavirus so i I think we'll just we'll just switch gears to uh to next gen a brief next gen discussion and then we'll 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 discuss further but that is a very real thing that Mm. this could delay lots of stuff we've already seen the uh, switch version of the outer worlds has been delayed because the studio staff whilst not infected or anything like that with this virus they aren't allowed in their offices because of the Mm. outbreak um so everything's been delayed which is crazy like it's quite it's kind of a worrying world out there right now 
Mm. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, that 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 switch, that Animal Crossing switch, might get delayed. Um, it wouldn't surprise of where me. it's manufactured. Uh, yeah, it's um, but obviously that that then speaks to you know a lot of these consoles and products that we're all clamoring and looking forward to and talking about are produced in mainland China, mm. um, and that is a very real possibility that these factories and these assembly lines just won't be ready in time to mm. ship all our delicious consoles out to us. And I know people yeah. are thinking, oh, it's months away, but this stuff has a knock-on effect. If you think yeah. about pipeline and prioritization, you know, there's other contracts that need to be fulfilled and they'll have to be done in the appropriate order. Um, yeah. If we thought the wait for next gen was bad enough, imagine if it's all delayed to 2021. It might get, it might get worse. <laughs> it could get worse. I mean, but, you the know, next then, gen then, OT then is then already it, getting like super crazy, yeah, but, isn't it? But then that <laughs> means it gives them the time to like add a second GPU. And like into the power brick. Put put in put yeah. in fucking put in the stupid uh HBM two. Yeah, it gives them time to like scrap sixteen gigs of RAM. It gives it time to like scrap the original APU and make a whole new one. In only sixteen months, you know? <laughs> because that's how that's how engineering timelines work. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, Mark Sony to God and stuff. Um <laughs> yeah i don't know uh we'll, we'll see but we you know certainly for now um you know we we've seen things we've seen things moving and we've seen things coming to light um we haven't you know just to set expectations by the way there's not particularly a a rumor mill on this episode because there's not a lot nope. of new information out there um but i have been given nothing let's uh let's just briefly touch on something here a few episodes back uh, I believe Ed, you? you had a little, you had a little chat. You spoke to the camera and you said, "If you like, <laughs> if you like uh, platinum games, oh, yeah. you should buy when they release." And everyone was like, "What?" And no one really talked about it. And then some other site suddenly said, "Kickstarter." Hey, yeah, here's a Kickstarter, and it all happened. So you predicted the rumor that the wonderful 101. Um, well, and it's other fun- games. Well, at the time, I said that they got the ten cent money, so I assumed that they weren't still going to proceed with the Kickstarter for Wonderful One Hundred One because that I said that originally they were going to kickstart Wonderful One Hundred One ports. Mm. But They're I probably I using the ten cent money for something else. Then. For something else, yeah. But at the time, I, like the natural assumption would be that if they've got ten cent money, they no longer need to go to Kickstarter. Turns out, yeah. They've still gone to Kickstarter. But, um, yeah, so we heard that one a while back, didn't we? And that uh, Kickstarter announced ports for which consoles again? <laughs> Everything except Xbox. Wow. Thanks, Platinum. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a... okay. You're not missing out on much. It's not a very good game. <laughs> uh, you say that, and about <laughs> like 10 minutes after this episode gets uploaded, there's going to be a raging like storm in the comments. Nah. That's not a very, well. There was a raging storm. I I just found it amusing, right? That um, more and more, I get. I guess it's you know it's just really a statement that you know when we when we say something on this podcast, it it's usually not tales from our behinds. Is mm. is I think the important distinction I want to make. You know, I mean, like, like maybe seventy five percent of it is tales from our behinds. <laughs> 
Um, well, no, typically we try and <laughs> we try and we try and verify it and understand it. You know, so um, it's interesting. It's interesting though seeing like you know when we hear things like weeks and weeks out, and then we suddenly hear other sites bubbling them up. And you know, we know we're small, and we we probably don't mm. get referenced all that much, but. <laughs> We're just saying, the track record is increasing. Mm, so far. So far. We're still, gonna, we're still waiting. We're obviously still waiting on Elden Ring, of course, but every day that goes by that Elden Ring <laughs> no doesn't pressure. get shown. No pressure. <laughs> it's one did, day closer. <laughs> I did see that um, they've got their uh, earnings report, and I, it's soon, isn't it, right? Um, is it is it Namco? I can't remember which, which is the yeah, company. Namco. Namco. So they've got their earnings report, and I am curious to see... If they're going to talk about it or maybe mention it, um, yeah. Well, that's that's as... what that was the warning that I'd got because nothing's been seen of it. There was word that maybe they might want to show something prior to the end of their quarter or whatever it is, something like that. I don't understand the financial side of it, but something like that. But it doesn't look like that's happened as yet. So I don't know. Yeah, and well, now the I... speculation moves to when we when... might hear about the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Hmm. Because it's not looking like Feb. Well, it's, it's weird. So, um, do we talk about this? Is it worth talking about this? I'm going to talk about this. So, I've got I've got my own sort of people in the know. Um, not as, uh, perhaps not as illuminated from, from an Ed perspective, because, and I don't want to talk too much about where that source is. Um, but you know, within the UK games industry, I know a few people, and I, I get some occasional nods. But this is usually, and, and I'm just clarifying here, this is usually when they, as the general media of games, so games journalists, etc., are notified that something is coming. I mm. will usually get a little like <whistles> heads up. We're hearing this, and mm. and I think it was was it last week, like Tuesday or Wednesday? It was the other day, yeah. It was yeah, the fifth. So it was the fifth of Feb. It was the fifth of Feb. We started getting some rumblings um, yeah. that that Sony are pivoting and trying to announce something soon, um, and it was vague as all hell. And and we, you know, there's not been any fruition of that, um, but it's just interesting to note. So you know, I know there's a lot of holdout from from folks. Um, you know, well, well, that's the thing. So there was there's a there's a Sony there's a Sony employee. On Resetera, someone asked him something, and he said something like, "I plead the fifth," which people then converted and like twisted, and was like, "Oh my god, fifth of Feb, something's happening on the fifth of Feb," and then and then the fifth of on, Feb passed, nothing happened. Yeah, well, and, well, yeah. on the fifth of Feb, my person got in touch with me and said, "Oh, there might be PS Five news today." But he's but he said to me, "Don't don't say anything." I'm like, "Really? I can't get the scoop on that one. Like, it'd be great to say it's coming." And they're like, "There's something funny going on with this." I don't. They're like, "I'm not a hundred percent sure." They're like, "Don't say anything." I'm like, "Okay, I won't say anything." And then, and then I had heard stuff as well, and so I got back to him, and I'm like, "Oh." John's heard something too. Like, are we sure? Like, can't like, I go with it? They're like, nah, don't go with it. Just hold off. And then the fifth came and went. Yeah. And I said, well, there you go. Nothing happened. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. 
uh, it's almost like I've got this suspicion Sony was trying to flush out something. <laughs> Industrial espionage. Who knows? It's like they were trying to flush out a leak. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. There's, that's one thing that I find um, moderately amusing is when I hear about phrases like controlled leak. Mm. <laughs> it always cracks me up, right? Yes, of course that company is, is throwing millions and billions worth of, of marketing plans and, and, and all that other stuff out the window because they think a controlled leak is the route mm. to you, the consumer. Like, I, half the stuff, I think, is genuinely balmy. I think um, Albert Pinello, who used to work at MS uh, and the Xbox team, he, he posted some... He's posted some... Probably some of the most interesting posts in the next-gen OT, which, by the way, has gone completely insane... It's on reset weird. era like it is it's just it's not a speculation thread anymore it's, it's just a when weird, is the ps5 being released weird thing thread. of people crying about when the ps5 is coming and <laughs> it's just got weird it's very oh. hard to have reasoned discussion in there too now yeah it's a, there it's was a, never going to be a reasonable discussion in the next gen ot thread no, it's gaming just forum strange. driven by hype like i understand yeah. everyone's excited and everyone's anticipating it but like in the end, it's coming, and you're gonna buy it no matter what it is. So, what difference does it make? Like you're gonna buy is, it. You've already made your mind up. You are buying the PS5. So, what difference does it make? I mean, I don't know. You are buying the PS5 unless Sony does something so massively stupid that there is oh, no yeah, possibility but, everyone's going to anyone's gonna. No, no, no. But that that I don't see that happening. But yeah, short of some sort of weird, out of nowhere disaster yeah they're all getting the ps5 so i don't understand whether you hear about it now whether you hear about it i mean i i participated in that little competition where you try and predict when we're getting the info what day did you i i predict now i went and asked my person and said hey give me a (laughs) date so i can win because apparently there's someone in there actually that will buy you a ps5 if you win that's the prize so you get a tag but there's a, a poster in there named Doctor who, if there's a single winner, because some people, there's multiple people on, on one date. Mm. I am the only person on my date. If if the person is a single winner, he will buy them a, a PlayStation 5 or pre-order them a PlayStation 5. So I predicted March 13th. Interesting. And my reasoning for that was Sony won't want to give the info after GDC because it's all going to leak out. That's a good point. So I figure they'll go they'll go the Friday before GDC. That way as soon as GDC starts, they can start talking to the devs about how cool the hard drive is and all the neat tricks they'll be able to do and hmm. all that sort of stuff. But if the if some of the rumors are true and it's not quite as powerful as the Series X. That's why I thought maybe they go the Friday because it doesn't have as much time to marinate and have people getting all upset about how many bloody teraflops it is and all that crap. <laughs> Dump it on the Friday if the news isn't good so it gets buried over the weekend and then at GDC they just talk about whatever it is. So that's yeah. that was my logic behind March 13th. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Although I have to wonder you know microsoft are in the same boat right i mean i know they've talked about it a little bit more i mean are they just not going to care because we're still we're still hearing april and may for uh, mm, april may mm. 
for a uh, kind of uh, Xbox Series X and whatever else is out there mm-hmm. deep dive, shall we say, before E3. Um, yeah. It's interesting this time. There's been lots of discussion about, um, and I think Sony had their uh, their earnings call for the end of, of, of Q4 or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. Talking about, you know... Q3, being I can't remember. They're, but they're talking about being conscious of price. And, and and that balancing act and it and it you know we've got to remember that the, the world has changed now so we're not going to be seeing microsoft on a sunday for e3 just before e3 here's our conference here's the price us 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 and then sony are scheduled and they have to do it the day after on the on the sony conference because they're not going to e3 um so does it give them more time to pivot and do we think that they will even do that if microsoft really come out competitively and and start dropping bombs from a price perspective if lockhart is real offering those well, two sony, different avenues sony kind of alluded to the fact that they may be playing the wait and see game mm. i just microsoft's find that surprise yeah i find that interesting well i mean all to me all that tells me is that if microsoft gets aggressive and goes 4.99 or God forbid, three ninety nine. Sony will basically try and get in a hundred bucks under whatever they go for. So if it's yeah. five nine nine, which there's a decent chance Microsoft will be at five nine nine, then Sony yeah. know they can come up to four nine nine, make a little bit more money, or lose a little less money mm. out of their box. But if Microsoft goes four ninety nine, then they're gonna have to go three ninety nine. And that's that's where it gets interesting because before we knew that you know. Sony would always be the day after, and now they have a lot more time. They can be like, "Yeah, our conference isn't till June, or, or mm. whatever the case may be." Um, I just don't see them wanting to go after or close to personally. Yeah. I, I I don't see it. It's just and really at that point, at that point, just make Microsoft uh, launch the Xbox Series X at two ninety nine. So PlayStation Five has to be one ninety nine. Call them on their bluff. I, yeah. I think the, how the funny whole... would, how funny would that be and then microsoft has like bold underneath price prices subject to change just come out with 299 <laughs> and they go no nah, sorry guys 599 <laughs> but to be to be fair though i don't again but maybe i'm the weirdo that just like i paid a thousand dollars for the playstation 3 back in 2007 i don't yeah think, you are a weirdo i don't think 599 is the outrageous price that it was back in 2006. No, it's not. Like, you've got people paying $1,000 or more for a phone. You And I understand a phone's different to a console, but I just think as a as an industry, as, as a group of consumers, customers, whatever, we're becoming more uh, conditioned to pay more money for better products. I think. So I don't yep. know, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, Microsoft, you know, they priced the One X at four ninety nine and it sold fine. They priced the bloody controller at two hundred bucks or whatever it was, and that sold great. So I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, and that's the thing, right? The Series X is for that hardcore that want the best mm. for their money, and I, and I think the days of, and you still see it in the next gen thread at the moment of. Oh, you know, yeah, they're gonna willingly sell this at cost or at a loss. Th- those mm. days are gone, right? There yeah. is no, 
there's no real reason to. All right, you know, you've got to remember all this. Oh, Microsoft are in third place. Like that, it's a solid business. It makes them money. Mm. They are. They were profitable from day one. That that's that's how it is now. There is none of this mm. um, undercutting, and and uh, it just doesn't really happen anymore. Mm. Um, to be clear, they were profitable from day one of the one xbox yeah, one. yes xbox yeah. one yeah to yeah. be clear because yeah. there be there there will be people who are gonna yeah i know, I know. That and say, yeah you're absolutely say, right they were yes. never they were oh. never profitable you know, definitely not the original xbox definitely not the original xbox and and the 360 not, not even the 360 of, because yeah. of the red ring of death they were also mm. um <laughs> not in the black. i think the connect is what got put them in the black that yeah the connect got them back on track at least from that perspective anyway and yeah. then gave us a decade but, of Poor I think, first party. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Mm. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of, I think a lot of people are going to look at a six a five ninety nine price and they're going to start saying, preempting discussion of, well, for that price you could just put it towards a gaming PC. <laughs> yeah, but that's and it's not like true and then it's like all. these people are going to put six hundred dollars for the console. I'm just trying to like get ahead of the debates because mm-hmm. we all know it's going to happen before you do if 590 if 599 comes wait, out we wait, all know before what's you happen, do because it came out with before you do this is important because I, I sense that you're speaking passionately we are 29 minutes in and no one has sworn i've just, said I've just, it's just a friendly reminder to you cairo i've said one swear <laughs> no earlier. I, I didn't hear it no, i didn't hear it either you'll you'll hear it in the playback anyway oh, no. uh my, the point is <laughs> <Just> carry on <laughs> the point is uh to get ahead of the conversations People who are going to buy consoles are going to buy consoles. They mm. don't care about yeah. PC. They don't. Mm. Period. No Not one who buys a console nowadays cares about spending a little extra money to get this sick gaming rig mm. that they're just going to love because they play everything at 4K, 120 FPS, G-Sync, FreeSync. They don't care. They want to have a box. They put onto the TV or next to their desk or whatever. They plug it in. They pull out a controller. They turn it on. And they play a game. That's mm. it. That's all they want. Yep. Simplicity. They don't have to build a PC for it, or they don't have to mm. even buy a pre-built. Right? So we've had this discussion when Xbox announced 499 at the beginning of 2013. We're gonna have this discussion again if Xbox announces 599 for 2020-2021. Right? Yeah. Please just stop with the discussions. <laughs> Because all it is is wasting your time, my time, everyone's time, and we could all be discussing literally anything else that would make me happy. You know, well, I think there's a lot of it's going to come this gen that is going to make people happy. You know, the mm. more and more that I think about what the pipeline's going to look like, and I suppose you know, whilst not necessarily the rumor mill, let's talk about let's talk about an old IP. Let's, mm. let's talk about an old IP, right? Um, an old IP that's most likely coming back. An old IP that, you know, is, is there on the screen right now if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, I put that there on purpose. Yes. Well, eagle-eyed, eagle-eyed listeners and viewers saw a certain reaction that you made mm, when, mm. when... And for the record, we're talking about Perfect Dark um, mm. was brought up. You kind of went... Yeah, look, <laughs> like, I... I I, look, full full disclosure. I haven't been told straight up yes or no. Perfect Dark's coming. I haven't been. 
I just have a very, and I, I understand that right now people are like, oh, it's a, you know, it's one of those open secrets. It's one of those, you know, worst kept secrets in the industry. I just have that's, very that's strong favorite. reason. Yeah, I, I just have very strong reason to believe that it's definitely coming. And then, of course, not long after the last episode, there was those tweets from Phil and Gallagher. Yeah, because he, Phil went to the initiative to play Yeah, Phil went to the initiative. So there's build. there's a tweet from, from Drew Murray where there's a photo of him and Phil... They're looking at a computer screen. And of course, if you look at the Twitter thread, there's like all these people trying to zoom in on Drew's glasses. I saw the meme. To see what he's just... looking at. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it looks like a blue screen of death, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then um, Phil tweeted uh, saying, you know, great update today with Daryl Gallagher and Matt Booty and the team at the initiative. Incredibly talented studio, challenging themselves to do new things and in brackets and old things in new ways. So that leads me to believe that not only is Perfect Dark coming back, it's probably the initiative doing it. And I think we had heard that Coalition might be helping them. Yeah, and we, well. we've, we've heard yeah. that they, you know, the Microsoft teams now are a lot more interwoven and they talk about development mm. and sharing resource and so you've got to wonder if if maybe some of the coalition devs as um as gears 5 was wrapping up um were maybe were being kind of side project into into something well, yeah, like, I mean, along those lines it's a big big studio it's a big studio it's a very big studio there's no reason that you know they couldn't lend I don't know, maybe a certain section of the Gears team was done with whatever they needed to do, so they help out the initiative on Perfect Dark. Like, yeah, I don't know. And they're just... And the funny thing is, it's if it's the Coalition helping, like, you know, we spoke with Thomas Marla and said, we believe Perfect Dark should come back in third person. And there's a decent segment that believe, well, you know, but then it's not Perfect Dark. And it's like, well, I, I don't know, I... I just find it strange. Like to me, Perfect Dark is in that perfect sweet spot where it's been gone long enough where barely anyone under the age of thirty remembers it or knows what the hell it is. So there's no preconceived nostalgia attached to the first person aspect of it. I mean, I'm old and even I don't want it to come back as a first person shooter. Yeah. Um, you know, my perfect dark is like Splinter Cell meets Deus Ex meets Blade Runner. That's my yeah, ideal it's... perfect dark. This, um, is the, this is the thing that really kind of... I, I, when, when people talk about new IP, right? And you see it. Oh, no, it's got to be a new IP. I don't want to have a rehash of old ideas. At this point, right? And this goes for this goes for anything. This goes for Fable, right? I've even seen that phrase. Oh, I wish the Playground RPG team were just doing a new IP. Like... Why? Why? Like, wh- Why? what difference does it make? If I said to you, here's a new IP set in a in a dystopian, you know, uh, cyberpunkish future where it's all about how spy uh, spies operate in that time frame and it's all futuristic with kind of cool guns and there might be some aliens and stuff and it's all like conspiracy driven. You'd be like, well, that sounds cool. Okay, it's it's perfect dark. Oh, uh, mm. well, oh no, that's an old IP. Yeah, okay, it's mm. it's an old name that has potential to be a new gameplay experience. The name doesn't matter. And it's the same for Fable, right? Oh, God, another Fable. Well, it's going to be a whole new take 
on that game. As long as they're good games. Exactly. Who cares? I just don't as long it. as they're good <laughs> games, it really doesn't matter. And in the end, initiative is this cobbled together group of talent who have never worked together. So if anything, it would make more sense to put them on an existing IP because then they have a blueprint, they have a framework, they have a vision. So they have a bit more structure that they can work towards rather than just trying to think of everything brand new. They can say, okay, we don't want to make it a first-person shooter, but what else makes Perfect Dark? Oh, yeah, the spy elements. Oh, yeah, the crazy weaponry. Oh, yeah, the (laughs) setting. Oh, yeah, the characters. So they've got a framework to work around, which for a new team would probably help. And then once they've got their grounding, once they start gelling, once they know each other's idiosyncrasies and they know how to work together, go crazy, man. Go make something new. Yeah. I, I don't know this this idea that because they're a new studio they have to make something new. I I yeah. don't not I do not agree at all. I I mean I kind of get the sentiment. People want to see new and different things. But it will they be just go by. But it's just a name. Let me let me let me let me finish, man. <laughs> uh, people want to see new things all the time. They want to see like it's the same thing with like film and uh, a lot of the nostalgia driven reboots lately. You see a not so a not so quiet sect of people who are saying, "Why don't you just come up with new film concepts and new blockbusters and new concepts to sell to the masses?" Because uh, people don't want to see the same thing over and over and over again. But at the same time, this is perfect dark. This isn't like this isn't like another Halo or another Gears, yeah. right? This is a this this is an old IP, sure. But the last game we haven't seen for near fifteen years. It's it's been that's, that's technically years. that's technically two, three to generations an entire, to an entire generation of people. Mm. They will not have known what Perfect Dark is. Exactly, it's effectively so, a new IP. So uh, I don't know, and and you know, know if if there was if every studio had this new IP obsession, we wouldn't have twenty eighteen God of War. Remind me what else Santa Monica's worked on. It's it, as long as the games are good. Yeah. Don't worry about what the IP is. Yeah. Let it be a good game first and worry about the IP later. Saying that, like I, I wish I wish it was Freelancer or or Shadowrun. I would have loved a Shadowrun. But then again, you know, great. like I'm one of those weirdos that loved the the okay, well, Shadowrun. If it, if it's a Shadowrun. <laughs> I love Shadowrun. If it's a Shadowrun, I would have liked to see something along the lines of Cyberpunk 2077. Open world, mm. Shadowrun, sh- open Shadowrun world, big first person, third person RPG, you know, mm. something like that. Because the, let's just say the Shadowrun game that came out on the 360 all those ages ago. Loved it. Not a, was Loved not a it. very good game. Don't care. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. I mean, but it wasn't what, it wasn't what people of an RPG series, no, like, it wasn't. expected, mm. you know, and not in a good way. Because no. many people don't like the game or just completely forget that it exists. I think, personally, that Shadowrun, the FPS... Um, yeah, okay, I get it. It was a misuse of the IP from... It was Overwatch point. before Overwatch, wasn't it? But it was... It's a seriously mm. underrated game from a competitive FPS standpoint. Like, a little bit of and it did that, so many cool things. that one's just an IP problem. <laughs> they could have gone with a new IP for that and it would have been They, they could have, but, you know... But, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's not my place. That's to why. Say. That's why the whole resurgence with like the Shadowrun Returns and Shadowrun, mm-hmm. uh, Shadowrun yeah. Chinatown or whatever. Though that's why those games were 
became popular because they went back to the roots of the RPG. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, but in the end, Perfect Dark in third person can still be the same game, just the camera perspective changes a little bit. Like it's not like you're completely overhauling the concept. It's... What I don't want, what I don't want to see, is a perfect. If they do Perfect Dark, if it ends up being a third person Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. I don't want to see Microsoft's Laura Croft. I don't. Why, why not? I want to see because because we already have a Laura Croft. Okay. If I wanted more Tomb Raider, I'd play Tomb Raider. Hmm. Hold on. When you say you don't want it to be Lara Croft, are you saying you don't want it to like? Like I'm confused. Are you talking about the characterization? I don't or want. I don't itself? want. I don't want it to be another yeah, characterization, recycling similar plot lines, stuff like that. I want it to be an original concept based on those characters, and well, not I mean, try one, and chase after like a serious thing. You know? I, one I, is set like in the future, even though the original Perfect Dark was set in like twenty. That's not what I'm saying. That's where we are. You now. can set the set, <laughs> settings. Can you can change the setting. But you can keep the plot lines and the characterization. I think I understand what you're the same thing. I, I think you're saying you don't want it to be, um, you know, the 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 modern Lara Croft, you know. So just retreading that high, kind of like uh, origin story. What's the way to say this story, without sounding like thing. some sort it's of like... sexist pig? You don't want to have the whole uh, woman out there learning how to survive on her own and the damsel in I, I want to see I want to see a, I want to see a, a Joanna Dark that already knows what the hell she's doing yeah. and is fully prepared Not growing into oh, like yeah. take no, on take enough. on whatever task she's about to yeah, take yeah, on yeah that's fair enough and you know? that's what it should be called too don't yeah. call Joanna it perfect dark. dark call it Joanna Dark yeah cuz that even yeah. gives it that little bit extra but uh newness just where no yeah. origin story please no origin story that takes 3 games to actually see any fruition in you know, yeah. Just, just... I, I'm intrigued, right? Because okay. I, and, and I'm getting into my perfect dark lore here. So uh, <laughs> I was, I was a huge, huge fan of the the original um, mm. N64 game, which effectively was the sequel to GoldenEye that Unofficial. wasn't James Bond, right? Spiritual it was, sequel. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it had such a unique plot from a video game perspective. So you were mm. an agent for this corporation i think called the carrington institute and i'm i'm totally yeah, ad-libbing yeah. here from memory and, and the, the bad guys you, were datadyne the bad guys were this datadyne corporation but it turns mm. out they were working with an alien race called the skadar mm. um yes. but then you had elvis which was this kind of light relief uh typical mm. gray you know the gray alien yeah that figure alien. from mm. from ufo sightings and other sorts of things but he was like yay high uh, mm. my height basically um, into Americana I think he I swear he wore an American Stars and Stripes vest at one point yeah I think he did um, but there was just so many unique mechanics within that game so to give you some examples for those that have never played the original Perfect Dark and by the way there is a remaster that's available on back compat it was done by 360. 4J 4J Studios 4J. Uh, they did many versions of Minecraft, I think, They too. did. They did. And it, it plays fantastically. It's still a great FPS to this day. Um, but it had some really cool, unique modes. So you had, from a level design perspective, similar to, I think GoldenEye did it, but I think Perfect Dark did it better. When you when you upped your difficulty, you weren't just upping AI responsiveness oh, or health. adds extra objectives. It added additional, more tricky objectives from a spy's mm. perspective to get stuff done. So you had to hack this extra thing here or cut the power or... Yeah, yeah. Gold whatever I did the, the same thing. Be. 
Um, but as well as that, they also had a mode, I think it was called Counter Ops. I can't remember. Yep. But effectively, you as you know, you know, could take on your friend who was playing as Joanna Dark and you could just take over any of the AI within the level mm. and kind of... You'd have Try the only AI's out. health. You'd die in a couple of hits, but you could be mm-hmm. like this human-driven... Uh, player trying to prevent the agent from doing their thing, and the multiplayer was just awesome. It was it was really yeah, cool, yeah. and there's so many cool weapons that could be modernised, like the fast sight mm. gun that just X-rays just through a bit levels. Overpowered. It was mm. over, it was over the top. It was not for good. multiplayer. It was a bit overpowered. Fly by wire rockets. Do you remember that the Slayer mm. rocket launcher? The secondary function was that fly by wire. Mm. We used to have a game that we laptop would play gun on. that was a sentry. Oh, laptop gun. Mm. We used to or have a gameplay mode that we used to play on split screen where it was like a level that had four coloured bases and everyone used to open the door shoot their fly-by-wire rocket and try and Mm. make it to the other person's door (laughs) before it closed and then it was was just hilarious Um, but there's so much imagination to some of the guns and some of the ways it works and I'm just picturing like almost like a fifth element linear mm. world like i don't think it's going to yeah. be open world or anything like that i don't want it to be open world sony style story driven mm. narrative game but just having a peek into into a world like that you know flying mm. cars and and huge mega corporations vying for power and you're like a corporate cool. spy it's i'm looking forward to it if it's yeah a thing i'm we, very we could very all be confident wrong. it's happening I have very strong reason to believe it is. But if the coalition is helping them, it's not going to be with Rod. No, that's a good segue. Segwayed Mm. right in there. Rod Ferguson leaving the coalition and moving to Blizzard to uh, work on Diablo 4. Yikes, Ibarra is poaching from uh, Xbox. (laughs) Yikes, yikes, Mabara. He is yikes. I mean, he does have some hot takes. He's, he's down, so lucky he's that with the kids. He's so lucky that Blizzard has no internal PR and their execs don't know what social media is. Yeah, because if they ever discover it, he does be say in some things. <laughs> he does say some things, right? If they Jesus. ever discovered so, if they ever discovered social media, they know what their fans are asking for for them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I mean, another. Story. I mean, we already know what he's that just, was happening there. So he's he's still very salty. He seems salty. Like, I mean, it's who, palpable. Who am I to know, it is it, palpable. It's yeah. Seems pretty salty. I don't so, know if you what, got pushed I, out. Wasn't the, wasn't the uh, wasn't the implication that I've seen a lot on Reset Era over the past few days since that was like Yabara was in line for Spencer's current position and he didn't get it or something on those lines. Uh, that's that's news to me. That's what I kept hearing from people on Reset yeah, Era. Don't nice don't quote that as fact. Anyone listening to this, I this is but I, what I, I do believe from like, Reset Era, which could I, be I fucking think with nothing. Rod, I think with Rod gone now, I do believe. Don't quote me on this. But I do believe that Gears after Tactics Gears is going to have a bit of a rest. Mm. I think Gears might have a bit of a rest. Here's here's the thing, uh, and and Gears fans. I don't. I don't mean any offense. And tactics I, looks awesome, by the way. Tactics looks awesome. Oh, um, looks so good. Gears Five. I really enjoyed playing through the campaign. Meh. I have no desire to return to it. Um, I have no interest in the multiplayer. I tried all of the modes. I it's 
it's had its time in the sun. I think the thing is, mm. is that you can't change the fundamental nature of that game and what it is, despite a very valiant and honest attempt from a mm. uh, you know the arcade mode version that's a bit yeah. bit easier and less Nasha fest. But yeah, that is what the game. I think is. Gears the, is done. The the hardcore will always love the third person shooter. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's you know and 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 anecdotally that is the case for everyone I know. Enjoy playing, mm. enjoy playing the campaign. Good fun, popcorn ride through a crazy world. Like you know, lots of uh, really well done moments, but yeah, it's just not. Exciting anymore. Here's the thing, right? And this is the problem with chasing trends, yeah? So, Gears 5 was clearly fundamentally adjusted because of this outcry of Microsoft not having enough third person over the shoulder narrative driven bloody games. And so they tried to shoehorn that stuff into Gears 5 a bit with those semi open world segments and all that sort of crap. The thing is, like, don't don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. Like, if you want to change... If you want to keep the third-person shooter, which I don't believe they should, I think just go to tactics now. Just fully lean mm. into tactics as gears going forward, if it was up to me. But if you're going to stick with the third-person shooter and you do want to change gears... So, the problem is the way gears plays, and for the people that call it clunky or whatever, you don't know what you're talking about. I have a lot of complaints about Gears, but the way it feels is not one of them. No, and, and Gears 5 Gears, felt amazing to play. Gears plays the way it plays for a reason. But what the Coalition don't realise is that the way Gears plays doesn't lend well to Uncharted and Last of Us and those sorts of games. That's not what it's meant to be. If you want to change Gears, then the I think the only way it works now, if you want to change it, is as a super, super linear survival horror game. Turn it into like a Dead Space sort of Resident Evil thing, like ultra linear, you know, gory... Set piece, set piece events. Stunning looking, set piece, set piece, set piece. Maybe two player co-op, because they'll be very tight, small levels, and make it a survival horror game. Kind of in the vein of that Mad World trailer where Marcus was all on his own, stormy, you know making his way through, breaks into the house, the spider comes out. Give us that gears if you want to change gears because really we never got that. Mm. So if you want to change gears, that's how I think it should happen if they're going to keep the third-person shooter. Having said that, get rid of the third-person shooter. I think it's I think it's done now, but anyway. I, 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 I think I disagree. Like, as I played through Gears 5, I loved the what they tried to do and within the framework that they were allowed to experiment or or within the time frame that they had to experiment in the way that they did i liked the rpg light elements of jack i liked the down moments where it was more conversation exposition and and a little bit more chill um from an environment perspective and when it just opened it out yeah it wasn't open mm. world i don't think it needed to be um but what what I especially liked was that it was no longer reactionary. You know, you didn't go down the linear corridor and the enemies popped up. They knew where you were. You knew where they were. Boom, boom, boom. You had these kind of moments where you could go in and there's a snowstorm and they don't know you're there. Very Halo almost in it. You know, mm. these are just an enemy patrol and they're just out and you can approach it any way you want. I liked all of those elements and I, 
I personally think, I don't think Gears is going to have a rest. I think Gears is going to finish out the trilogy and then have a rest. I think you'll see the, oh, maybe. Yeah. the final version. Um, just because I think you've probably got a studio that is completely uh, embroiled on that. And the figures for Gears were good. But I do still think, regardless of Game Pass, the drop-off was huge. Mm. At least from a multiplayer perspective. You know, If yeah, you look definitely. at it from a, a game perspective, right, you know, they're trying to measure success by multiplayer and how often it is in the charts, but look at any other big single-player adventure game. You have that front-loaded first two, three weeks, and then no, well, no one's playing anymore because mm. they've done the campaign. Personally speaking, I think that's what Gears is to the majority. They have a really fun time with a close-knit group of friends. They might play a little bit of Horde, and then they're done. Right? And it's mm. only the hardcore left. So if you're going to make Gears 6, ignore. Try, don't try and... Don't try and in- encourage the non-hardcore to play your multiplayer. Mm. Just make it purely for those guys. Keep them happy, but concentrate everything that you're going to do purely on that uh, very, very large, you know, set-piece-driven campaign experience. So, you know, mm. whether you, I don't think open world is necessarily the way, but whether you give players no. a little bit more freedom. But it is what survival it is. horror. I love the survival horror elements, especially things like the Berserker when that when that stuff comes and hits you like (laughs) and that's what i mean like that was one of the better parts of the first game and that's exactly what i mean it was very tight linear creepy and all of a sudden that thing burst i don't know man what's kairos if we go if we go full if we go full survival horror are we gonna lose moments like in the opening of gears 5 when coltrane rams a giant fucking motorcycle into the mouth of a giant bomb why do you have to lose that was it dom was it dom doing no i said f-bomb not dom f-bomb you said you said you said an f-bomb Okay, that's the third one. So, but why that's... do you, you don't have to lose those parts? You don't have to lose them. Okay, but you're like talking about a serious survival horror, creepy atmosphere, jump scare set pieces. And... Well, hold on. Have you played? Have you played Dead Space? Have you played Resident Evil Seven? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but have you played Dead Space? I feel like I feel like you're talking about Resident Evil Seven, not Dead Space. No, no, no. Resident I'm talking Evil Seven more is not Dead that. Space. I'm talking okay. more Dead Space. So Dead Space okay. is a survival horror game, but it's still... Yeah, I know it's a survival horror game. ...has that yeah. action element to it, and it still has its set pieces, and it still has yeah. its giant monsters, and it still has all that stuff. So I, yeah. to me, if I was in charge of Gears, I'd lean fully into that Dead Space direction. Honestly, I fully think... Fully into it. I think uh, the coalition diving so far into gears that they've basically rebranded their entire studio around the property was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> well, Agreed. I think that the way Microsoft like, approached they're trying to they're trying to forms. extend the life of a of an IP that practically lived and died in the Xbox 360 generation. Yeah, I thanks to I, judgment. Well, yeah, yeah. So no, even okay, even if we ignore judgment. Gears of War 3 was the greatest send-off that franchise had. The greatest oh, send-off. Gears it ended was a good it. game. Mm. Period. Right? It was the dot at the end of the sentence. It didn't need a fourth entry. It doesn't need this new trilogy or whatever Coalition wants it to be. It honestly... Gears Tactics. It should have... Gears Tactics is a great idea. But Gears Tactics is not enough to carry like a triple A. So I mean, in 2020. this is the thing, right? So Rod leaving part of part of and, the wonders that is Rod leaving because he loves Gears and he was brought in to run a Gears studio. They bought the IP, blah blah blah. 
And then but the studio after Gears 5 had that big player drop off, you know, was there a serious conversation behind the scenes that was like, people just don't want to play Gears? Like, from mm. a multiplayer perspective, you're like, why are we investing all this time in this? And maybe his team were like, yeah, we kind of, maybe we want to do something else, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that was a conversation. And he was like, you know what? I'm out. You know, I, I don't know. All right. And that's pure conjecture on my part. You'd but- think, though, you'd think, though, if that was the case, you would want to stick on to manage, you know, a new IP and set the set the set the record straight for another ten years. But well, I guess if, I mean the man probably just wants to work, move on man. at this point. If another it company comes question. to you and says, "Here's a shed load of cash, come and work for us," you know, I, I love the company I work for, but hell, I'd think about it. You know, it's it's mm. just you got to look after number one most of the time. So it doesn't matter. It does, how much it does you love beg the question though. Like Rod, Rod has a reputation, I guess, as a closer. That's what he's good at. He's good yeah, at Bioshock getting Infinite. a game done quick, on time, you know, get it out the door, but it's still competent. Da, 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 da. He and <coughs> I, I suspect, I, I don't know, I, he's left Microsoft before and come back. Yeah. So I. that's why I thought maybe Gears is going on a break. So maybe he's been told Gears is going on a break. So his, his specialty, his skill set is not quite needed right now. So Mike Yikes gets him over to Blizzard to get Diablo 4 under control, get it out the door. And then maybe when Diablo 4, 4 is done, maybe Gears is ready to come back from its rest and Rod comes back to take over. I don't know. Like I said, he's left. Uh, the I kind of I kind of like the fact that he did leave because honestly, oh, I'm fine I with it. Think- I'm I'm not I'm yeah, not no, like, um, like I'm, or anything. no offense, no offense to the man. He did great work with the Gears franchise over the years, and Gears Four and Gears Five are some of the most polished, polished titles in the franchise to date. Uh, but but the I two think he was <laughs> two most boring Gears games. They are. I they're they're the worst. two of the mainline games. They are they're pretty much the worst two games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just hoping this this new creative leadership position opening up because of Rod leading leaving allows someone with a lot more vision to take that position well cliffy b wants to consult <laughs> god no please god no he should just stay the hell away he and should stay leave away. Co- coalition alone his his whole lawbreakers crap that he did a few days ago was like beyond stupid give, give it up so cliffy. for those who don't know so for those who don't know cliffy b went on twitter and in an interview i think it was both twitter and interview if i remember right someone could correct me uh, but saying that uh, Lawbreakers was quote too woke, and that's yeah. why it's that's why it failed. Not because it was just a terrible game with terrible marketing and a whole dude bro attitude in a in an age where people didn't want to see dude bro anymore. Uh. You know, like Cliff, your your game design styles. If I can speak to Cliff right now, your game design style lived and died in the late two thousands, and you haven't moved on, but everyone else has. Mm. I mean, it's like, funny. He said that he actually took a shot at Gears as well and said that it was too woke. Gears was yeah, already sure. woke, I think he said. Mm, something like that. I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing Cliffy, that- B, Cliffy B is the modern... Is the modern uh, what's his face? The the guy who split off of Id after uh, Doom and tried to create uh, Daikatana. Oh, John Romero, Romero. John Romero. He's like Romero with uh, with uh, Daikatana, that whole ad campaign. Mm. Yeah, that's Cliffy B. 
I, I, don't I will know. say I just... as well this this whole uh, Rod leaving, you know, and we know we we've discussed it earlier today um, that the coalition might be assisting with Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, and I think if that is the case, that is something that lends credence to Perfect Dark's if it's if it's a thing and third it's coming person. from the initiative mm. leads leads me to believe that it is going to be third person because regardless of how you feel about Gears as an IP, it's third person shooting is the best in the industry. You oh know? yeah, use the same use the same mechanics in a different in a completely different oh, game. I would like that. No, I wouldn't go that far. Like you can't Joanna can't control like a cog. No. Oh, you're talking about Perfect Dark? Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. third person. I, was like, he, I, I, heard, I heard John say something along the lines of like, no, oh, no. the ga- the gameplay's perfect. Why don't you just make something new with it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine to me. No. I didn't hear the Joanna Dark part. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. Let, Joanna... let, in, let Initiative like decide how that gameplay is going to work because yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want Gears touching that at all. Like in terms, of, in terms of general movement and combat, I'd be completely fine with Perfect Dark feeling like Tomb Raider. I'd be completely okay with that. Um, but I don't know. I just in don't my want head, to be as janky as Star Wars: Fallen Order. Just, oh, just God, start with that please. bare minimum. Yeah, I hope not. Um, in my head, I don't know. I just have this awesome vision of her walking down a street. It's dark, neon lights everywhere. It's raining. She's in a long trench coat. Walks into a bar and just starts effing everything up. And just I don't know. I reckon it could be so cool. E3 this year is going yeah. to be. Amazing. Insane. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Ooh, it's gonna be good. I think I think it was um uh Club I, I think he put it on Twitter and in the Discord, like one of the initiatives uh artists or something, some of their work was like that perfect aesthetic for the perfect dark that we want. I think mm-hmm. it was a, a an homage to Akira or it was an Akira piece of art. But it was just oh, all yeah. that neon and yeah. that futuristic city, and it was I, like I want oh. the fifth element, but with Joanna Dark in it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or Blade, or Blade Runner, or yeah. even Blade Runner. Just but yeah. to to pass on to since we're talking about the future and cyberpunk and other things like that, this game might not be cyberpunk, but it is set in a future. Uh, PS uh, the uh, PSO two closed beta fantasy uh, star started online this last weekend. Uh, has anyone that. here gotten into it? Wow, neither have I. So uh, <laughs> we're the most unqualified people to talk about it right now. I've played the first but, uh... game. <laughs> I played Fantasy Star Online on Dreamcast many, many years ago. Yeah. And it was interesting. Well, okay, but for those who don't know what Fantasy Star Online 2, like the whole big deal about it is, this game was originally supposed to be slated to come out in the North, in North America and in Europe on the PlayStation Vita years ago, maybe five, six years ago. Was it? And it never came. Yeah. It's on the Vita in Japan. It was it was rumored at first and then slightly hinted at over the years by Sega that, yes, we're going to bring it to the PS Vita in North America. That explains but that how never it manifested. looks. Yeah. That totally explains it, it how it never looks. manifested. It never manifested in any way. And people mm. were clamoring for it for years. Like, you'd have people trying to get uh, ja- the Japanese version of the game working on nor- in North America. They, they'd put up with the mi- hundreds of milliseconds of lag just to play that game. Like, and uh, people would release fan mods of the game to translate the the text, so people could actually understand what the heck they were looking at. Uh, 
and it the community around that the fan community that hustled around that to get that into a playable state for people that were willing to put in the time and effort to download a version of the game and mod it mm. on their vitas let alone on their pcs because i do believe it is also on pc uh like insane and uh because this was long rumored to be a playstation game uh when xbox announced that it was coming exclusively on console to uh xbox one this uh, last year at e3 for this year Mm. uh honestly that was like i laughed out loud when i saw that at e3 i laughed out loud when i saw that at e3 because is that a time there was no i think it's a timed exclusive for now i'm not sure but the fact that PlayStation isn't the one getting it first, mm. I I checked Era the next second and I predictably saw everyone upset, <laughs> and it was just insane. Uh, but I mean, I haven't played the beta, so I can't tell. What it's going to be a free to play like. game, isn't it? I think so. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Coin toss on that one. Uh, I didn't so, mind the first one, so the first one was on the OG Xbox, right? No, 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 it was on OG. No, it was Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yeah. Dreamcast. No, I'm sure the original Xbox had Fantasy Star Online. Someone Google. So you want me to look it up right now? Yeah, I I want you to look it up right now and prove me correct. I'm going to picture lots of people that watch this podcast nodding and going, "Six, absolutely right." (laughs) I don't know about that because I think that's the whole point. No, it was on GameCube. No, he is right. No, no, no. You're not right in one respect because the original Fantasy Star Online was only on Dreamcast, but episode oh. one and two of the online was on Xbox with live enabled. Fantasy Star Online, I'm on the Wikipedia page now. Fantasy Star Online, Dreamcast, Windows, GameCube, Xbox. Yeah. PlayStation 2 yeah. was the only thing it didn't come out on, surprisingly. <laughs> I think Phil loved it so. from back in the OG Xbox days, which is why he went out and bartered with with sega to to do that what he should do what he should do is go back to all the people who was in talks with back in those days about games and stuff and release them like wasn't there i was re-watching the uh the three xbox boss uh podcast episode for xbox online oh, yeah yeah a few from a few years ago and they were talking about a, a destiny like game back in the og xbox early 360 days that never got greenlit because they thought it was, I think they said it was, they thought it was too ambitious. <laughs> and, you know, here How we are. He goes back to Sega and gets Virtual Fighter 6 going. <clears throat> How about he just goes back and, like, writes a blank check and says, Hey, Sega, come and join the Microsoft. <laughs> they should still, they should still, if they're going to release the Xbox in, in, in Asia, etc. Just, just buy Sega and then get Sega to brand it the Sega. Dreamcast 2. It's I know too it late is, for that now. But... They should hey, have done that yeah. years ago. It's too late for that. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So we've the the other thing I the only other thing I wanted to mention and it's not on our list of things to to discuss. Um. I uh, God, I'm I'm actually really enjoying reading because I'm I'm hyped, right? I am hyped. I'm a Halo fanboy at heart, and I keep reading the uh, Halo Infinite speculation thread on uh, on reset, and uh, there's so many things I want that game to be. Like, mm. I'm, re- I'm, I'm really hopeful. Like, a lot of people, obviously, at this point, we know nothing. We literally know nothing about, is it linear? Is it open world? Is it, you know, like, wh- what is it? We don't know. It's just it's just, mm. it's going to be another Halo. We know it's going to have multiplayer. We know it's going to have a campaign. But there's this part of me that, you know, when you see 
what they've shown from a trailer perspective when you see the concept art are we going to have this you know uh genuine open world with with you know meticulously designed environments for halo for the first time what's it going to look like running on the og xbox one versus x versus series x um there's all these questions and i'm i'm i keep thinking about it i keep having daydreams about it i i know that's that's weird to have daydreams about it but god i'm really looking forward to mm. that game i still i still think it's gonna just harken back to ce well i think it's it just is gonna be a reimagining themes. of ce i think it is in its theme certainly mystery intrigue um expansive environments but i just picture i picture that pelican and that guy that pilots the pelican he's going to be your fast fast transport fast travel to the different worlds i i think that we're going to get i don't think he'll be in the game here we'll be honest 100% is my character i don't think he'll be i think he was a stand-in for every xbox halo fanboy that has that has been over the years saying we want halo to go back to its roots i think you're wrong Um, <laughs> you, you hope I'm wrong. No, I think I don't wrong. think I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I, I would be leaning towards 100% wrong, but and I also think like, what if they really lean into this? You know, because all these games have RPG light, and I don't really want that in my Halo. But if I'm if my Halo is going open world, and the Warthog is kind of like, the Warthog is synonymous with Halo, right? It is it is the horse in the Halo world. Imagine you're in this open world Halo and your hog is like beat up, but that's the thing that as the game progresses, you you know, okay, I've added a turret, I've added mm. armor, I've added expanse slots to store equipment, and that, like that's the thing that you'll always kind of go back to and yeah. fix up. That's, that's yeah, that's the RPG element I want, not strictly RPG stuff, but I've always had this idea how cool would it be if it was semi open world like CE was and. You know, so for example, you can beat the game as you are, but maybe if you explore a little bit and the game encourages you to explore, maybe you find an upgrade for your pistol that makes the rest of the game easier. You can still beat the game without it. It's not something you have to find as part of the game. But maybe the explorers do find these sorts of things that help them oh, out. Oh, it's, it's, I can't. Ooh. A better scope, uh, more ammunition, uh slightly better armor yeah whatever There's whatever the all case these may wonderful be. things that could be mm. and and i think and that's the thing that you know now that they've been given the time they've got an engine for that allows for quick content creation etc i'm just incredibly interested to see what a team that loves halo and you know and, and briefly mentioning here so um for those that are into uh level design and forge and stuff there's a, a prominent um forger named wyvern zoo or alexis as she's also known on twitter uh, uh and she she kind of came out of nowhere when halo 5 forge dropped um you know really really talented object usage from a from a what what's possible in halo 5 forge and i've seen her create some stuff you know not just playable levels and indeed she's got a number of them in the game um in matchmaking but art pieces that you you look at and you're like that's not forge and oh no it is she's just really thought about textures and colors and and Mm. how stuff can look real and uh enormously pleased for her because i saw that she's she's actually joined uh 343 on the forge team as a as a content Mm. creator and that again you know 
as a developer, they, these guys lean into their community in so many interesting ways because now I know that there's someone that is as obsessed uh, with with creation and Forge as I am, and now she's on that team. She knows. She knows what kind of stuff that we like to be able to have to build mm-hmm. and tweak with, and now she's going to be there making content for the game. So enormously... Uh, just excited i'm just can't i can't wait to see mm. what it's all going to be like e3 is going to literally i'm going to be sitting here with popcorn and like just like ah. and speaking of which i think we should totally do a, a a live e3 e3 reacts you know we'll get down with the kids on a youtube level get down with the <laughs> get kids get down huh? with the kids i don't know i'm too old for this you're only like in your 30s i Stop. feel very old on a daily basis cairo all right when you get up to our level me and ed's level when your back's twinging and you know, you don't want to step. Just on the be scales. rich and then like become twenty years younger than you currently are. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It happens, but yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was a cool piece of news. Um, so congrats to to Wyvern Zoo. Um, and I suppose we should hit up community questions. Speaking uh, of communities, yeah, relatively new segment for our podcast, but it's one we absolutely uh, love doing. So. Um, Every time we have an episode coming, we we roll out some, you know, we drop a post on Twitter and into the recent era forums, and to our Discord channel, um, and just asking asking folks, you know, hey, hit us up with some questions. What do you want us to answer? What do you want us to talk about? So, as a starting point, let's jump into the uh, Xbox era Discord um, and see what folks are wanting to know or talk about. Um, has Hexer asked a question? Don't think he has because I ignored him last time. Um, let's have a look. Let's see what we got. So, <clears throat> have we got anything? Um, Doesn't look like we do in the Discord. Uh, it looks like there's lots of joking about. Um, please do do more giveaways. For codes and swag and i really need i think i'm gonna just have to give away the uh, game pass ultimate code i've got i've literally got it sitting here almost like mm. a like a credit card <laughs> but mm. um we'll have to sort that out so one question that i do have um is from blast the base i think he is in the discord uh yes he is Justin on twitter is have we ever considered doing a community play session so for example, if a custom lobby came to Apex, um, we jump on and invite members of the community to fight us for glory. Um, we'd love to do stuff it like is. that. And I think the wider team, um, as, as this year sort of leans in, there's 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 a bunch of folks that you don't see on the podcast that help run and maintain Xbox Series site um, that they all video streams and, and stuff like that the problem particularly for this unit of people is that I'm in the UK time zones Ed's in Oz Cairo's in time the US zone. time zones are, yeah. are a bitch um, so it's a tricky one to do but um, it's not something that we're against I think it's just time allowing um, like I said we're all old um, <laughs> two of us are yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two of them. Yeah, I Kyra, feel old. Kyra's just young, young whippersnapper. Yeah, sure. <laughs> old guy. Um, I think Colbert um, from Reset, from Twitter. Uh, question to Nick, and I don't understand this, Nick, so maybe you will. Oh, Do that's you a have dumb question. 
I, this, is, this is a dumb question, but do you understand what he's asking here? Do yeah, you have, do you have emus as neighbours? <laughs> and do you and know do, if they plan another war? Like, That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that people still think, like, if I open the blinds behind here, you're not going to see any kangaroos or wombats or koalas <laughs> just strolling past. That's what about not giant how it spiders? works here. That's what it's like. No, we don't have we don't have the giant spiders either. We don't. I mean, Queensland probably has a lot of that stuff, but where I am in Melbourne, no, we don't have any of the giant animals or the deadly animals or any of that stuff. There you go. There you go, Cole. No emus as neighbors. No emu wars. Most of my neighbors are, yeah, annoying. Yeah, like everyone's neighbors. Yeah, I've got annoying neighbours. One of the reasons I'm looking mm. forward to moving. Um, mm. f- from Mirror XT8, um, would achievements on OG Xbox games on Series X incentivise no. gamers to play more classics? Uh, he he says he saw a leak or a pattern a while ago, and hopes it's true at launch or down the line. Uh, keep up the good work. P.S. A PC mode for the Series X would be good for players like me who haven't played PC in ages. So a couple of things to touch on there. Would we like to see achievements for OG Xbox games? Me, no. I would. No. I would. I think it would. I think he's right. It would entice gamers to come back. It would entice me to entice people, game but I just want more games. Yeah, I like. I, don't I wait. Part of the reason I like playing on my Switch now is because I don't have to worry about any achievements or trophies. I can just play the game <laughs> and be done with it when I'm done with it. Yeah, no, like for me, it's more like, it's more like, I, I love achievements. I love having like meta thing to chase after. But if it's getting in the way of me getting my goddamn games, I want my games. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with them not being there. Like if the, if the choice right now is between tripling the number of OG xbox backwards compatible games without achievements or staying with what we've got and adding achievements to them i'll triple it yeah i think that's a fair comment but i do agree that having achievements in would incentivize players to play some older games it would i'd actually Um, probably play less of them but yeah it would uh, a pc mode for series x never gonna happen yeah i reckon i've speculated that it might I don't think so. I think I don't. Know, I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but I had heard a while back that Microsoft is planning something big, and apparently, whatever this is, the words that were used were "it's something only Microsoft can offer, and no one else." And that goes for that. That doesn't just go for Sony and Nintendo. That goes for anyone. EA, Activision, whatever this is that Microsoft has planned. It's something that apparently only they can offer. And I was racking my brain thinking, what is it that Microsoft can do in the video game space that no one else can? Subscription service, everyone can do them. Games, everyone has them. Hardware, Sony and Nintendo do it. Like, I, in my head, I can't... The only thing that came to mind was Windows on Series X. That was the only thing I could think of just don't don't see it don't see the need for it don't see the point of it that you know windows gaming playstation games on xbox it it is windows (laughs) right it's it's a it's a core version of that ios but the the benefit of having a console is windows like running right now if i'm playing a game 
you know, I'm brute forcing my way to the performance level because there's so many other things that Windows has to do and keep running mm. in the background that a console doesn't have to worry about. I just do not mm. see. I, I'd I'd be very intrigued to see if I was wrong, but I I am leaning towards a hard no. But you know, you had Ed's you had Ed's opinion there. Maybe mm. I just I doubt I just it. couldn't think of anything else. I couldn't think of anything else that Microsoft could offer in the space I, that no one else can. I think if they what ever, if they actually like chase after putting Windows on Xbox, it'll probably be a very specific flavor of Windows. Oh yeah, like where RT was. games are like like incredibly RT. optimized for it, like insanely optimized for it, and you can only buy it games through them. What if you're thinking about it the other, the wrong way around, and they're more talking about um, OEM level design your own Xbox. Kind of like, you know, you have OEMs like HP and Dell that make Windows laptops. What if you if you had OEMs making Xbox versions of their own, you know, they, they get the, the chip well, and they can go away. What if, what's funny you say that because you just reminded me of something. What if, and it's funny, before, let me think, I've, I've still got it in my Imgur account. I had made a Photoshop of before 1X, before the 1X uh released i had speculated that how cool would it be if microsoft let us build our own one x so put an ssd in put bigger storage in attach an elite controller and i did like a mock-up of the surface you know how they've got that build your own surface website i did that same thing but with xbox consoles before the one x came out Maybe something like that hey you want a series x because it is a pc tower where it looks like you can just open up the back so mm. what if they let us build our own Series X where we put in... If we want to pay extra for a 2TB NVMe drive, we can. Yeah. If we... I, I, saw... I, I feel like if they do that, it'll be like proprietary like the 360 was. Nah. I you, want a bigger, you want a bigger NVMe drive? Cool. Buy this Xbox-branded NVMe drive. It's like no. the only thing that's going to friggin' work with this thing. Yeah, Pretty sure they're using off the shelf. Pretty sure they're using off the shelf. I think Sony's They might be, be using off the shelf. They might be using off the shelf, but that doesn't mean they'll be they'll be allowing anyone to use off the shelf. Well, look at look at what they've what, done Sony for expandable for, storage. Sony they have a, did for two generations. Yeah, but this is Microsoft we're talking about. Microsoft yeah, but did Microsoft it. today. They they branded they paired up and let Seagate release an official, mm. you know, Xbox branded, but it is just a standard storage drive. It's just got the Xbox. And brand they've on even it. they've even allowed you to swap out an M2 in the surfaces now. Mm. I think, yeah, I think what I reckon, their specific I Microsoft slutties. No, their specific Microsoft branded Surface NVMe SSDs that require a specific adapter, a specific size. Sure, you can probably grab an off-the-shelf part that is that specific size and will work with that connector. But they want you to use their proprietary stuff. Do you reckon because that's that what is that what those slots are for? For those little M2 drives that they yeah. have on the surface, but if it's that, it'll try. They'll probably have some DRM hardware DRM locking it to their own drive. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I I think this is you know it's a phrase I've heard before. This is not your father's Microsoft. You know, like these guys have changed how they work with. They partner now. It's all about ecosystem. It's not about mm. nickeling and diming your you know your your user base, but could be wrong again let's see what happens so that was an interesting mm. one um from michael hollow Matheny or hollow fired tg on twitter uh he'd be curious to hear our thoughts on what are the chances of microsoft putting out more triple a darker 
story-driven games similar to Sony. Personally, he loves Halo, but he's not the biggest fan of the other big franchises Microsoft have. Uh, curious to, if he thinks there's a chance. I think the short well, of answer to that is. is, yeah, there's there's definitely mm. plenty of chance. Uh, you can look at the initiative mm. to see what they might build. Um, they're going to mm. be the first one to watch from a AAA playground. Obsidian, Ninja yep. Theory. Look at Hellblade Two. They're all going to do it. I mean, look you at know, Hellblade Two. They're all going to do it. But I think what I like about the current approach comparatively to uh other competitors in the console space is um and we've <laughs> we've heard the jokes right the sad dad template mm. <laughs> right is that you know yes there, there's going to be those kind of games your hellblade twos whatever the initiatives working on but i think that there is also i like the fact that there's this extra room for games like grounded or um mm. i'm trying to think like Flim- flight Gears simulator tactics Gears Tactics, there are, are, Game Pass allows them to have genres and niches that they can throw out there to tick a box that only ticks a box for like 10% of their audience, but that 10% will stay subscribed to their service, um, and it allows those games to exist in a world where those kind of things were going away. You know, if you look like all those B-tier games (laughs) that were were part of the 360 generation, like one of of my favourites from the 360 gen, I, I don't know if anyone's ever played, was... It was an RPG of Jason and the Argonauts. Did you ever play it? I don't know no, if it's no. back compat, and it's probably something I should look at, but it was made by a small team. It had Mass Effect-like conversation skill trees and things like that, but it you know, it wasn't a AAA game, but it was really great fun to just play through. Mm. Well, one of my favourites was 90, 99 Nights. Yeah. I'd love another 99 Nights. That was such a good game. So there is there is um, things that they'll do. I don't, I don't know. Just why would like why would you want a console that has virtually nothing but third Sad person games? single player <laughs> action like third person something <clears throat> everything third person like I don't know. Don't you want stuff with variety? Like I think that's the key word variety from Game Pass. I don't know. But I think to us, like, I, I love I love that you know one of one of my favorite games on the Switch is Mario plus Rabbits. And yeah, that's fine. It uses Mario and everyone's like, oh, everything's Mario. But you know what? Who cares if it's a Mario game? It's a great turn-based strategy game. So <laughs> I have no problem with them using gears over the top of whatever tactics is. I like that there is now going to be a high-quality turn-based strategy game on Xbox because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. There was XCOM for a long time and that's all there was. Phoenix Point, I think, like, just dropped on Game Pass as well. The original creator of XCOM. But yeah, so... Th- there will be more AAA, hardcore, sad dad games in your life. You too can mm. be a dad. Sad dad. Because can we get a sad mom game, please? <laughs> there's hardly any of them out there. Nah. This is, that's the thing that I, I that bothers me, though, is like, come on. Like, we have all these sad dads. We can't just have, like, a sad mom or something. Just Maybe Joanna will be a sad mom. Maybe Joanna. <laughs> Maybe. I... I Kind of don't want that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll have, uh, a, she'll have a kid she yeah, has no. to drag through these adventures with. Yeah, no, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like the impro- the partiality, because it's always like, if it's a sad dad game, the mom's dead. There's no mom. She's gone. She's out of the picture. Or she's about to die. Like, it's almost predictable at this point. Mm. Like, come on. Really? Variety is the spice of life. Um, Last question. 
from Hypernova474. Do we think we'll get as many inside Xboxes this year? No. Not as many. Uh, but when they drop, they'll be they'll be content filled. Comparatively, hopefully they'll be. Hopefully there will be a vast improvement in the quality of that show. Yeah. Because you've got to think about <clears throat> timeline of events from now until launch. You'll have an inside Xbox as a launch party, but it will probably be XO twenty. Hmm. You will have. There'll be an E three one. There'll be an E three one, and there'll Gamescom. be Gamescom. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. I don't think you're going to see like a bi-monthly or a quarterly cadence to the show anymore. Mm. Certainly for this year, because there is so much to talk about and their marketing team will be firing on as many cylinders as humanly possible. I think potentially once all the first party studios get a rhythm going and they start to release, I don't know, three, four, five games a year, ranging from the smaller stuff like Grounded to the bigger stuff like whatever Fable and Perfect Dark are going to be. Once they get that rhythm going, I think then we may see Inside Xbox come back as a monthly or every couple of months thing. Because they'll Maybe. have that content to support the show. Where yep. part of the problem was they've never really had the content to support it. And then the stuff that they had that people cared about, they didn't utilize it. So, you know, really what Inside Xbox should have been up until they unofficially canned it. What Inside Xbox should have been was collate all your Game Pass announcements, your Games with Gold announcements, your backwards, backwards compatibility, compatibility announcements, your One X enhanced announcements. Wait, Inside can... Xbox is canned now? What? No. I said unofficially. When it's was the just... last time they did one? XO. I mean, it was they XO. Didn't really that say was just they were XO. Be like... yeah. They didn't say they were going to be all the time, though. Yeah, yeah they look, did. look at the Back cadence. At the start, of... They said it was going to be monthly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so I just think that what they should have done back then was collate all their announcements and put inside Xbox at the end of the month. So people have that, oh, what's going to be backwards compatible this month? What's going to be X1, uh, 1X enhanced this month? What's going to be on Games with Gold for next month? And then at least there's something... like the, Everyone says the best inside Xbox was the one where they dumped all the OG BC games. When they announced like those 19 yeah, awesome. or whatever it was backwards compatible games that was the one that everyone agrees was the best one because at the time that's all people cared about backwards compatibility and yet they still they just they didn't know what they were doing so hopefully once the studios get a rhythm that's what will fuel the inside xbox content but we'll see we'll see we'll see um so what else have we got so from token aussie friend of yours uh, on reset era, um, <laughs> he he's he's weekly prayer for perfect dark. He's put. Mm-hmm. Um, have we heard anything about UI improvements um, for the Series X? Um, there, I think there was a render that was released or, or shown off. Yeah, I saw that. that showed saw very that. Netflix style, just row of icons that could go off into infinity. Um, my personal take is that I think the dashboards that you see on your Xbox One X, your Xbox One S, are going to be exactly the same. Which yep. is, I, I personally am disappointed. One of the fun things in a weird I'm way not. for me is when you open up your new console, you have to deal with a new way of doing stuff. But if it works, it plays games. 
I am who cares? I am nothing if not consistent. And I have always said about the Xbox dashboard that I love the actual functionality. I love the layout. I love the look. I like everything about the Xbox dashboard except how unreliable and how unreliable it is and how poorly it performs. If we can get the current dash and it's smooth and it's snappy and it's solid and it's reliable and suspend resume works properly and if we can get it being what it should be, I am more than happy with that. Nah, I I mean, I still hate the dash and all its iterations that it's been through. I hate the PS4 dash too, so I'm impartial here. I think the only dashboard that's actually worth a damn is the Switches. Uh, But it doesn't do uh, anything doesn't have to it's quick it's snappy it's got exactly what you needed but to do that's and it, why it's quick games. and snappy because it yeah. doesn't do anything so i don't have a problem with it because <laughs> it doesn't do anything uh, I'm, I'm sorry but, but it's dumb sorry. that i I'm just sorry. can't select a friend and send him a message i'm sorry but i've been wanting the xbox da- xbox dashboard to be modeled after the zune hd ui for years i'm never gonna get that uh, so the zune ui was awesome but such That's a resource hog. It was not a resource hog. Okay, are you talking about desktop Zune or are you talking about the actual oh, Zune device? I'm talking about desktop Zune. No, no, no. Zune, actual Zune device. Like, the people mm. who've had a Zune HD will know when you plug that I thing into one. the dock and put it on the screen, that UI interface was perfect for the TV. I perfect actually, for the TV. I actually, this is how much of a Microsoft fanboy I am, right? I actually ordered the Halo 3 limited edition Zune from the US because the Zune wasn't a thing in the UK and I was like yeah we never got it here and then you know I never used it again after like six months because it died but (laughs) at the time yeah well I I mean I used it but you know the the way that that whole industry went I mean by you know within six months it was this giant bulky piece of crap you know the Zune HD the Zune HD the Zune HD UI is the greatest single piece of user experience like design (laughs) I've ever seen in a mobile device. I've ever seen on a screen. That quote will become attached to you for all of life. (laughs) Um, It will, because it's just true. (laughs) And I still believe it. Uh, And I will never see another iteration of that UX ever again. Because people are more concerned with flashiness than they are with simplicity. They're more concerned with looking good rather than looking good enough to get things done and still looking great while doing it. The typography focus on the Zunite HD UI was perfect. Perfect. Windows Everything was say, flawless. The only thing I'll say about UI is if you look at um, have a look at the apps that Microsoft have released for Android, for iPhone um, for cloud streaming they all have this very flat textured look um, they have this kind of like uh, you know the rockets flying off and and mm-hmm. and just the animation sequence for loading into the Game Pass app and things like that on your phone. I would expect a brand refresh that keeps the functionality that we have, but maybe just modernizes it a little bit, tightens it up. I um, would say we'll keep see. it in line, keeps it in line with the desktop Xbox app. Hmm. I like I like the Xbox app. On the PC. Xbox app does not look anything like the current Xbox dashboard for obvious reasons, no, right? No. But even in terms of like the minute aesthetic details, it's yeah. a completely different experience. <clears throat> it's a nice experience. If we're if we're gonna get a new dash on the next box, it'll be putting it in line with what we have on the Xbox app. On could it yeah. be? Could it be that you know how in the preview, which I'm not in, 
they've got that other version of the dash that they sort of show, but then pull back and then they bring it back where they've sort of, instead of having the headers like Game Pass, Community, blah, 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 they've got them in those tiles underneath the main tile and it's far more minimal. Could that be what we're getting for the Series X launch? Could be. And they're Could just be. working on it and working on it and working on it. They'll never release it to Xbox One now. They'll wait for the Series X launch, and that will be the new dash, which is yep. still effectively built off the old one. Because, I'm sorry, you guys can complain about the dash all you want, but no effing way are we going to go and start all over again and have broken achievements, no party chat, no, all I know, that crap I know. we had at the start. Like, come on. We can't, yep. we can't have that again. And Sony should be doing the same. Build the PS5 UI off of the PS4 one so we don't lose what we have right now. Yep. I don't disagree with that. Nope, throw it all away. Put the Zune HD UI on. I'll be happy. <laughs> Two contrasting no. opinions. Um, no. From Steve Rules, I think this is a very important question for you, particularly Nick uh, or, oh, yeah. or Ed. Is Ed the insider we need or just the one we deserve right now? Maybe He's not Batman, I can tell you that a little, much. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? I'm scrolling. Uh, from In Amberclad uh, on Reset Era. When is the PlayStation meeting? March 13th. March 13th. There you go. March 13th. Uh, <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, um, with the bleeding edge closed... I want that PS5. Closed... I want that free PS5. <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, with the bleeding edge closed beta almost upon us, what do you think of its chances of success? So for those Nil. that don't know, I think we mentioned it in the last podcast, Bleeding Edge is getting two closed betas before its release later on in the year. I think March. I want to say March. Um, one is this <coughs> weekend coming, so uh, Feb 14th. Um, <clears throat> what do I think of its chances of success? I think it will find its niche on Game Pass and will be enjoyed by the community it discovers there. I do not think it's good. we're going to see this has been played by 4 million players type figures. Nope. Um, yeah, because it's certainly not been purchased by four million players. I can tell you that much. So, uh, but you know, it's it's an interesting experiment. I'm glad it exists. I will certainly be jumping in to try it out. I saw that they added a yeah, parry sure. mechanic, which changes the combat. I think for the better. Mm. Um, but yeah, I will certainly be grabbing a team of my mates to see what we can make of it. But you got to remember, as, as to this at this point, I think all we know is it's being launched with four maps. Um, it looks gorgeous, but it's a mm. very small, nimble game for Game Pass. I don't think it's going to set any world records, but I'm looking forward to playing it. I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I just think it is very, and very nice. And before anyone misconstrues what you said, the game wasn't made the way it is because of Game Pass. The game was already in development True. before they were even acquired. Yeah. Just, just getting that out there because we have a lot of people that... You know, <laughs> spin some crap about how. And the people who think I'm being the, too mean on it, you know, the people who think I'm being too mean on it, I've already said my piece about the game multiple times, and you can browse previous episodes about that. I have said my constructive criticism pieces; they will likely never get heard. So, I am now allowed to be bitter. <laughs> that is my right as an American. Ping. Um, Ping. Fair enough. So yeah. So in Amber Class. 
that that's what we think but you know still looking forward to it it's just it is what it is um bum, 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 bum. i'm scrolling scrolling through i know there's some more here just a couple of so here we go oh from sampo this is a this is a big question there's like four questions in one here uh, what does Halo Infinite have to do to be considered a success? So we'll do these one at a time. Um, in my opinion, Halo Infinite needs to have every piece of content available at launch. <clears throat> so Forge, multiplayer, the big new uh, easily marketable mode for the masses, a stellar uh, genre-defining campaign, Um We'll see. Uh, and I think I saw a great post in the Infinite, Halo Infinite speculation thread, and I am half tempted to go and dig it up because I think it was from Trip. I can't even remember his name. It's got a one in it. Trup one. Yeah. Trupaya. Trupaya or something. He mm. yeah. He posted an absolutely uh, brilliant. It might have been even been one bad mother. Um, and I'm I'm going to try and dig it out while we're chatting. But I think it. You know, Halo is Xbox. It is synonymous with Xbox. Mm. Um and they absolutely have to nail it. Like and it I basically I feel, has to be a near perfect game. I feel enormously sorry for that team because that's mm. a a huge ask that no other team I think has to answer. But for Halo, the, the amount of vitriol, the amount of appealing to everybody that that loves everything and all of this jazz. It's a huge, huge ask. Um, and it really to be does fair, have to meet all to, of that. To be fair, that's partly a hell of their own making, though. Yes. Partly. Like, if if 4 and 5 were better games, the expectations on the 6th one wouldn't be as great. So, like, like, look at Last of Us, for example. Last of Us 2, it's just expected that it's going to be a great game. There's no concern that it's going to be a great game. It's just expected. So... Had Halo 4 and 5 been great games, Infinite would be in the same place. It would just be expected that it's great. People wouldn't be worried about whether it's great. Uh, yeah, and I... I th- I've, I've, see, the thing is, if you look at what Halo 4 and 5 actually are, if you, and this is the problem, because it's like, it's like there's an extra 12 tons attached of, of expectation because it's Halo. And, and I don't know if that's <coughs> true or not, but Halo 4 looked unbelievable for for a 360 Mm. game but because of it it had some of its scope pulled back um it was developed by a team that were literally thrown together like Mm. and had to make it on the fly while finding their own internal culture blah 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 blah. um so they had to do all of that and, and and it still came out and yes it dropped the ball and it tried to cater to too many trends but it was if if it wasn't halo it would be a good game but oh, yeah. it needs to be more because it's Halo. And it's the same with 5. <clears throat> Personally speaking, terrible campaign. I say terrible like it's a throwaway word. I, it just wasn't memorable or enjoyable or what I th- thought it should it wasn't have been. <clears throat> but the mechanics, some of the level design, um, the multiplayer, personally, the best Halo's been in a long, the best long, long there time. Is. The Forge, best there is. but it didn't come out of the gate with Forge. You know, and, and I think that's that's the problem there was so much to pack in uh, and that has just become expected you know the last of us 2 can release and it's just the last of us 2 it's just a campaign 
You know, mm. we know that there's been talk about the multiplayer coming sooner or later, or maybe maybe that's why it was delayed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Halo can't just be one thing. It has to tick a, a thousand boxes. Uh, or that one subset of the community will be like, blah, there's less content than there was seven years ago, or whatever the case may be. That's a that's a horrible thing and a horrible amount of pressure that mm. that team has to suck up and hold on to. You know, and I, yeah, there's just there's just nothing as quite quite as comprehensive as Halo has become, mm. and maintaining such a comprehensive package is just <laughs> it's a it's an exercise in almost near futility. <laughs> trying to please everyone i honestly think i honestly think when they announced that halo infinite would be launching with the series x i thought that was the stupidest idea possible (laughs) because it gives an expectation that everything has to come in line Hmm. by the time the console launches and if even one thing is out of place if even one little bit of the whole experience is off then it's, it's ruined in everyone's mind to be you fair, know. they've had five years, which is they've had more time than any they've Halo had game years, has had yeah. before it. But that was because they were developing a new engine, and developing no, a new engine alongside developing a new game isn't necessarily like not isn't isn't necessarily an easy task. You know, no, that I'm is not that is a is. very Herculean task to do, especially for even even with a large team as three four three has become. Like, so. I just think announcing it the way they did announcing the release the release window the way they did was beyond stupid because now you're pressuring the team to get it done on time otherwise it makes you into liars well three four three have never missed a date they've either stripped yeah, content or held content back but they've never missed a date um, yeah, to their detriment they should when when forge was announced to be to be not coming at launch for halo they shouldn't have announced that Halo was going to be launching without Forge, they should have said, hey, Halo isn't going to be launching for a couple months because we need to put Forge in there. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I, I personally think if they'd have launched with all that content, it would have been um, it would have been more well-received because it, it, Forge yeah. is awesome. But, but it, <clears> it wouldn't have made the is, campaign so any better. It's a shame. I can't, I can't find that post that I read, but they put it in a really, really excellent way. Um... And I'd love to have been able to dig that out, but hey-ho. Um, are we worried that we've yet to see any gameplay of Infinite considering we're less than a year out from launch? No, I'm not worried. Maybe. I'm not worried. Maybe. You're maybe worried? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. I mean, again, it's been five years. It's supposed to be coming out in, what, ten months? Nine yeah. months? Yeah. It's uh, it's strange that we haven't seen something like Halo or 5. Or haven't even gotten a beta. Yeah, Halo 5, one year before release, we were playing a multiplayer beta. And we had seen stuff from the campaign, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. Mm, I thought no. we had seen short snippets no, from the campaign. We hadn't, hadn't we? we hadn't seen campaign gameplay, but we had seen multiplayer. Uh, multiplayer, multiplayer was the thing they focused on. And it, where with, with the Infinite now, we've seen nothing like absolutely nothing aside from those two trailers like i don't know i th- I think people like i would not begrudge someone who is somewhat concerned i'm still bullish on how good the game's gonna be but i would yep. not begrudge someone having some concerns 
Yeah. yeah. It's the people taking the concerns too far. And we keep seeing that more and more and more as we approach the launch. And mm. that just happens with any consumer product nowadays. Like mm. phones get it bad too now. People people in the Samsung camp versus the versus the Google camp with their Apple. pixels and their in their galaxies, yeah, and the Apple camp. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of um ire thrown at the fact that they had one creative director, not the creative director Chris Lee who's overseeing the Halo campaign for Infinite and, and yeah. I think the whole game as a as a creative director. They had one of the 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 other creative directors leave and then they had her, his replacement also leave and then suddenly like ah oh, there's 500 people working in this game but because those two people leave oh yeah haven't you heard you know, when one like... person leaves an Xbox studio it's the end but Sony shuts down an entire studio all good yeah, so it's all okay. Yeah, it makes financial sense when Sony does it. When Microsoft does it, it might as well just be the end of Xbox as we know it. Yeah, so I mean, like, look, I I've been very lucky to work with um, a lot of the sustained team for Halo Five. Um, every single person I have contact with at three four three adores Halo, just like a lot of the Halo fans out there. But they have to walk that balance of, you know, uh, new versus old you know what they can do what they can't do um i am bullish and remain bullish on infinite uh, mm. and if it turns out poorly i will uh i'll eat my hat i don't own a hat just in case anyone tries to force just, that on me just buy a hat no, just buy, I don't a buy a hat, hat. Eat, it. Buy one to eat it put some aioli <laughs> um, on it and, and lastly <laughs> and i think i think we've we've covered this but we will will provide a, a last line on it so sampo's written uh, will Halo continue to be Xbox's most important franchise throughout next gen? Yes. Or will another revived new IP take the reins? He's just finished with, he loves the show. Curious what we all generally think of Halo Infinite at this point. Uh, he thinks it's a huge reason and really the only reason for him that many of us continue to support Xbox. And I think Infinite is going to be the defining moment for the franchise for better or for worse. So... Uh, I do think it is going to be the most important franchise for this year and possibly the next, but I think now that they have the studio teams in place, we're going to finally see a Microsoft willing to take a few more risks and try mm. a few more. Like, But like anything, though, if a great game comes along, that will yeah. be it will the focus. The like, and you know, like, like, who would have who thought that God of War would have been front and center for sony prior to 2018 everyone was over god of war they were saying it needed a change and now all of a sudden to this day even i see ads around for playstation that focus on god of war like it's now arguably their main franchise like honestly just people need to stop trying to bet on their horses like too early like <laughs> the game isn't even like gonna start yet you know we're way way into way into the the preseason i guess we could say you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to predict wins now no. you know so you can't really say oh halo is gonna be the greatest the greatest thing to mankind with the next for the next 10 years of xbox now mm. we don't know we don't know what the next at, the next six seven eight nine ten years look like look at fortnite when that was announced fortnite saved the world right and and everyone was like eh and then the devs were like God, we've spent a decade working on this. Quick, copy Pogba, and now it's the biggest mm -hmm. franchise in 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 gaming. Yeah, stuff and contributing to a massive, <laughs> massive, uh, massive developer crunch times. Yeah, and single-handedly driving the conversation forward. Of you know what, game developers should probably unionize. 
And I'm going to say that right mm. now. At least me, personally, game developers should unionize. Yeah. Mm. Period. Um, from Morgoth Boglia. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now, if from memory serves, Morgoth in the Xbox Era OT on Reset Era, he knows a few things about Gears. If I'm, if I'm remembering his post-history correctly, he's always... I might be misconstruing him for someone else, but and I say him, I don't know, it could be a her. Um, but uh, they've asked, how many single-player DLCs do we think Gears 5 is going to have? Now, because, because of his history with Gears, part of it is like, are you teasing? Are you teasing the fact that you think there's going to be a Gears 5 None. DLC? I didn't None. think there was going to be anything, but I'd be there curious be. to see if there was. Because I guarantee you their metrics would show that hardly anyone is completing the campaign of Gears 5 as it is. Mm. So a few game-breaking bugs they're going to bother releasing single-player DLC. But we'll see. Hey, I, I, I'd be interested to play through it with a mate. Meh. But, yeah, also meh. Sorry, Morgoth. Um, you know, if you know otherwise, tell us. Let us know. Mm. Um, <laughs> just... Uh, scouting through i think i think that might be the end i might have one more um but i think that's it so <clears throat> that was uh a fun and entertaining community questions we love doing them we'll be mm. bring it back next time hopefully there'll be more to talk about um but always good stuff and i think that segues us nicely into um top five yeah, yeah, I might try Top and move five. through this quick because we're at almost two hours now. So. There's been a lot of discussion. I think it's because we've, yeah. we've had less to go through. We've been able to dive into topics mm. a little bit more than uh, than we normally would. So, um, yeah. yeah. Top five this week. Yeah, so my top five this week was uh, ID at Xbox Games on Game Pass. So, so whether, whether that's PC, console, doesn't matter. Just if you can... Play it on Game Pass, an ID at Xbox game, then that's what the top five is. Okay, um, I'm intrigued because I've played a lot of uh, cool little indie games on Game Pass. So uh, I'm look, intrigued what you said. I had a look at the list. I had a look at the list because obviously can't know them all off my heart. And what have I played this of, year? There's actually a, it's it's funny. <laughs> there's actually a lot of like super unreal games on, on Game Pass. Like when you actually sit there and look at the list of them. Like, there's games that aren't on this top five that could have easily been there. Like, spoiler alert, Guacamelee's not on there. Wow. But Guacamelee is a top game. Like, it is. It I've is. got it. I played it on PlayStation, and yeah, I thought it was an awesome Metroidvania. Um, but it's not in this top five. So, there's a lot of great games on Game Pass when you sit there and actually dig through them. Yeah. Um, number five uh, Snake Pass. Oh. I don't know if any of you guys have played Snake Pass. That's on yes. console and PC Game Pass. I've got it on Switch. That's where I played it. Um, a friend of mine on Twitter bats on about it all the time. I'm in his Discord and he loves Snake Pass um, by Sumo. This was, yeah, Sumo, Crackdown 3 mm. devs. But this was their first yep. original, their own IP. They owned it. Yeah, their own thing. In a while. Um, Snake Pass, really good little puzzle game. Like, it's literally as it sounds. You are a snake, and yep. you have to make your way through the levels, collecting all your coins, collecting your keystones, and all that. Getting all your collectibles, and y y the keystones unlock the door to the next level. It's it's just a straight puzzler, but the uniqueness of it is that Sumo have 
made this game control in a way where really it's as close to being a snake as you can get. Like you're literally, it's it's <laughs> actually quite difficult to get a handle on it. Once you've got it, you're fine. Yeah. But it I actually really takes some time. Yeah. Like you've got <clears> to get him slithering and going side to side to build up speed and you've got to hook him around stuff yeah, and then it's climb climbing up. And it's, for me was really yeah, hard. It's, I just could not it's actually, do it very well. There's a real genuine learning curve to it, but once you've got it, it's actually quite a cool little game, and it's on everything. But it looks yeah, gorgeous you should, as well. Yeah, it's a really, and it's composed by David Wise, I want to say. Yeah. Um, rare. legendary rare composer who did the Donkey Kong Country games and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a top little game, Snakecast. Really, you really played good. it, Cairo? Uh, not really. I haven't it's good. really gotten into a lot of the indie games on Game Pass, so it's good. Calamity. I mean, outside of like Pathologic Two, <laughs> I will I will say it's a perfect Switch game. Yeah, it is yeah. a perfect Switch game. Um, number four, a bit older, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Uh, it's on there for console and PC. I mean, this I, I say it in the in the write up, but Brothers is the only game I've played in thirty something years of playing video games that has legitimately got an emotional response out of me. Only time ever. Did it make um, you cry? Yeah, it did. Have you played um, it? Yeah. Yeah. I played a little bit of it. Oh, okay. I, I, I loved it. I watched. I watched the rest of it in Let's Plays, but yeah, yeah. I think. I think the thing that you're absolutely right from the emotional response point of view. That moment, and I don't want to spoil it. If you yeah, haven't yeah. played Brothers at this point, you can do it in an afternoon. But you absolutely yeah. should. It's a short game. So it's, it's a very a short, short game. game. Um, but that moment so good man like it was just like and i think (laughs) yeah i think part of the genius behind the game i mean maybe genius is a strong word um is that by splitting your left and right brain to the left and right stick to control the two characters it and you know what i guess my vocab's not good enough to articulate what i'm trying to get across but the way it forces you to control the two brothers to get them to work together, it 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 sort of uh, it helps build that emotional attachment to the yeah. game, if that makes sense, through its gameplay. Yeah, it's which brilliant. I don't think I've ever seen done before. It's it, it teaches it's unbelievable. You, it teaches your brain to play a game in a completely different way because you're so used mm. to camera and movement. The fact that suddenly, and it, and at first you're like, oh, this is horrible, this is horrible, and you kind of get used to it. And you kind of, and then you become so it's like, oh, okay, this is normal. Mm. And then no uh, I have to admit, happens. fun fact, I did not struggle with the left and right stick thing the way most people did because something I picked up as a kid, I can have, I can make my thumbs spin in two different directions. So you know how most people spin their thumbs one way, I can make them spin. In opposite directions. That may look weird, but try and do it yourself and you'd be surprised how hard it is. Everyone's sitting there right now like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how hard it is to get one thumb to spin back and one to spin forward. It's not... Yeah, and that's why I didn't actually struggle with the control on Brothers because I'd been doing that since I was a kid. But yeah, either way, it's an awesome, awesome game. Is it... it, I mean, mean, it is. It's a little bit low budget and all that. Don't go in there expecting graphical a visual masterpiece or anything like that but narratively and just the way it brings you into the game through its gameplay is just it's so good it's really really good i've just seen your choice number three and uh i'm not happy about this 
Yeah, but did you read it? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> number three is Super Hot, uh, which is a really cool game. Uh, it is a cool most game. people would know Super Hot by now. Really, really close. It's funny, as I was doing this list, I came to realize that every game in the list is effectively a puzzle game wrapped up in something else. Yeah. But they're all effectively puzzle games. Um, super Hot, everyone knows what Super Hot is the game where that moves when you move, make your way through levels, take out the enemies without getting taken out. Now, I added in this article that allegedly the best way to play this game is in VR. So I allegedly, have... that's not. A, there's no allegedly about that. That is a 100% bona fide fact. Super Hot <laughs> VR I I, I is the best version off. of Super Hot. Is the only version of Super Hot yeah. that matters. So unfortunately, that will probably uh, I will probably never experience Super Hot yes, in VR. God, <laughs> just buy a Quest. Ed, but, Nick, just, just get a Quest. Just it's buy not a difficult. Quest. Come but on. I this I enjoy a grand on a PlayStation. He's gonna keep he's gonna keep talking over get us, John, there. just because old he doesn't. School, <laughs> I enjoyed old school Super Hot without the need <laughs> for strapping an LCD screen one inch from no, my eyes. Right, look. Super hot. You go get a quest. <laughs> Holy crap! Fine, on a on a pad, it's acceptable. In VR, uh, super hot is hands down fantastic. All right, mm. don't just you just. I mean, Nick, stop point, smiling. Just, just stop smiling. One. Stop smiling. After this, just go get a quest. It is not difficult. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for a better version of no, it. No, it's fine now. Go and get one. You can plug it into your PC. You can play Half Life, Alex. Number two. Oh, he's number two. Number two. The Gardens Between. This is a game I've spoken about before. Uh, Game was developed right here in Melbourne. And I just found out that the Voxel agents, their office is like right near where I work. Wow. Um, Yeah, another puzzle game similar to Brothers in that, you know, the story is really... You know the the way it delivers the story, like it's based around two neighbors who sneak out and they're transported into this world, this giant ocean filled with islands. And these islands are the themes of the islands and what these islands are is based on their shared life experiences. Yeah, like memories. You have to play it to understand. There's a little bit of braid to it. There's a lot of time manipulation puzzles. Um, super chill game. Really pretty. Uh, pretty easy 1000 for the achievement whores out there like me that's why I played it like I only played it because someone in the discord said play the gardens between super easy 1000 it was the only reason I even looked at it and I'm wrapped I did because I'm stuck on the game yeah it's a great game I'm stuck it's really really I'm good I'm stuck and I, I I I feel embarrassed to say this but I got to a oh in terms of level. a puzzle you can't solve there's a dinosaur and I refuse to google this stuff right and find oh, okay. a solution and i just i can't figure it out and i need to go back to it In yeah fact, i can't remember that's the part you're talking about this week yeah Maybe I'll, it's I'll, a really really I'll good game cloud while i'm on on work trips yeah or something it is that's a would be a really good xcloud game because it's not quick so you know yeah there's no you don't doesn't rely on concerned twitch concerned reflexes about. and stuff but yes uh, i did number enjoy one. my time with it yeah uh number one is a game you can't get on game pass console at least not yet uh, Greece. I found out it's pronounced Greece, but most people might call it Gris, G-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I got on Switch. It's on PS4 as well, and it's on console Game Pass. Like Ori, this game is a literal 
work of art. Absolutely, hands down, one of the most stunning games I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Hand-drawn art combined with watercolour painting. Uh, another puzzle platformer where you're trying to bring colour back to the world. Which I think you do in that De Blob game. But the world yeah. is void of colour and you're trying to bring it back. Um, you can collect these stars which help you solve the puzzles and create bridges and... You gain abilities, almost Metroidvania style. Um, but just, you know, this was a game I saw at PAX Australia 2018 and thought, wow, like, just, it looked amazing. And I, as soon as it came out on Switch, I grabbed it. Um, unbelievable game. Hopefully it comes to Xbox. Like, if it just came to PS4, I assume there's an Xbox port on the way. Um, but I think having it on ps4 and pc is good because it provides the opportunity for 4k screens of this game because the switch screenshots just don't quite do, it do justice, it justice. It and i am now adding that to my download queue on pc because i've not um, played it uh yeah greece is a really again very chill very relaxed um it's just i don't even I'm trying to think now how much of it I've played. I don't even think you can die in it. It's just a pure chill out. Cool. Work out the work out the puzzles. You know, be amazed at how it looks. Um, yeah, it's it's like Ori. You just you like I'm playing it on Switch, and I just kept pressing that screenshot button. I'm like bang, Ooh, okay. bang, 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 bang. I just kept. I I'm filled in. it up. Just. I'm in. Yeah, stunning, stunning game. Oh, speaking of games that you're adding, did you end up playing Split Second? No, it's uh, it's downloaded, but unfortunately, work life has, is is insane yeah. at the moment. But it's it's it'll happen. I'll feedback but to yeah. you when I've played it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the top five. I liked it. There's so lots that's... of other great games on there, though. There's like a lot of really like oxen yeah, free. If and... I was writing that list, Lonely Mountains Downhill would be there. It was like yeah. Oh really... well, it's funny. Okay, full disclosure. When I clicked on the ID at Xbox filter for the Game Pass list, you know what game appeared? And it would have been my number one, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Rocket League. <laughs> now, I suppose, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can't do that. I, like, <laughs> especially now that Rocket League is owned by Epic, you can't really call it an indie game anymore. But um, I thought that might be cheating. I thought, let's just try something different rather than putting Rocket League in every list I make. Do you play Rocket League? I, I had no idea. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> After the million times he's talked about it. Yeah, I yeah. just don't know. Um, but there's Rocket a lot League of great games. Quest. I, mean, I mean, like I said, even... And, and we've said this before. Even just the indie games and those smaller games on Game Pass basically make the subscription worth it. Like I said, Guacamole, Guacamole 2, Super Hot, uh, Brothers, uh, Oxenfree... Uh, the the party one the from the Oxford Free Devs what's it called uh, after party after party after party um like unbelievable man like there's so many top games on it yeah it is a no brainer more, more more games than you have time to play them as I have found out sorry backlog mm. so yeah mm. no that was a good one man I enjoyed that um, I'm definitely yep. gonna check out uh, Greece Greece I keep wanting to say Greece mm. but yeah I know um, it, I actually it, used to say Gree the French pronunciation. Like with an S, I thought little, it was Gree. Little thing, a little hat on. I thought, but it's actually Greece. It's like uh, the country, and it's worth mentioning before we uh, before we close the podcast out. Um, and I'm looking at my calendar right now. When does uh, Ori in the Will of the Wisps release? 
March 11th? March 11th? Really? Is I it, know exactly you. Is it 24th? I can't remember. It's releasing soon. Um, and uh, we are hopefully going to have something very cool. I'm not going to talk about exactly what that is yet um, for when that game's on its way. Um, and we're going to have to work out the logistics of it, but um, it should be... March 11. It should be exciting. Um, so keep your eyes peeled on mm. XboxZero.com and we'll announce what we can announce, when we can announce it. Um, mm. But yes, it's um, that's definitely the next game on my can't Ooh, wait yeah. to play list. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Going to enjoy that in Everything 4K. will make way for that. I really hope it supports... Mm. Uh, 32 by 9 like i just i'm picturing my monitor in front of me right now just oried from left to right i doubt it but we could ask thomas i I know it supports it supports ultra wide but not maybe not super ultra wide but you know maybe i'll ask him okay quick can you patch this in we'll see Mm. we'll find out but um as always to everyone that's watching and listening thank you for joining us uh, for another episode of the xbox era podcast Uh, We'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with the next one. We'll see what happens between now and then. Will the PlayStation 5 uh, event be announced? Will there be an announcement of an announcement? Will it be more powerful than the Xbox Series X? Probably not. But uh, we'll be back with all the news, and we will see you guys again soon. Ciao for now. Adios.